Hi, and welcome to the Postnatal Trainer Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Mitchell. I specialize in working with pre and postnatal women to make sure they can get the most out of their training and to know that it's okay to take things slow. There is no rush. And to also understand that it's really important to work from the inside out. I hope you enjoy, and here we go. Hi, and welcome to episode four of the Postnatal Trainer podcast. There's been a little break between episodes, but it feels really good to be back. And I'm joined by the wonderful Kate Parsons today from In Bloom Integrative Therapy. Kate Parsons is a qualified registered clinical counsellor with PACFA, but also has a background in kinesiology. Kate has been on an exploration of health and wellness for the past 20 years, taking an interest in what underpins wellness, psychological and emotional health, with a focus on understanding the impacts of trauma and stress in our lives and relationships. Kate's recent studies have led her to grow a love and excitement for the use of emotional freedom techniques, which is commonly called tapping. Just want to also let you know that Kate is offering free 30-minute initial consults online or over the phone. And to get in touch with her, I'll pop her contact details in the show notes and also where to follow along on Instagram. I hope you enjoy the episode as much as I did. And here we go. Cool. Okay. Hi, Kate. How are you? Yeah, great, Lisa. Great. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. I'm very excited to have you on today. Um, I know that myself and a lot of people will get a lot out of this. So thank you so much for your time and for coming on. Yeah, it's my pleasure. It's obviously an honour to be asked. So, yeah, very grateful. <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, so I've done a little intro um, to start with, but I'd love to hear a little bit about your story and uh, what you're about and um, what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, yep. So, I yeah, I'm a counsellor, a therapist, Um but I come from a background of kinesiology. So I, start, you know, kind of found my interest in that in my really early 20s. And I guess that framed the kind of holistic relationship to, yeah, looking at uh, humans, you know, the different levels of us as humans. And so, um, but working kind of starting to practice in that area really, uh, yeah, made me see that like to work with emotionally what was coming up for people kind of needed some more skills so that's where going to train as a as a counsellor came came in and through that yeah I guess I'm covering you know the relationship to the body and the mind more so that coming really much more into the the psychology world through through a lot of research into how the body the body holds trauma Mm. um yeah and so that those you know those two worlds obviously you've seen over the last decade are really coming coming together and then I suppose the discovering of of the EFT emotional freedom techniques and the tapping was was a, it's really on that precipice of obviously working somatically, um, you know, integrating the mental and the emotional aspects mm. and and they're they're calling it the fourth wave of therapy, this okay. this somatic based therapy, um, you know, kind of the third wave being CBT and cognitive approaches, um, yeah. and then the fourth the fourth wave being more somatic approaches. Yeah, and it all kind of um, links together, like the body and the mind. And um, do you find you're still using all practices or are you sort of choosing one over the other or it's coming together nicely? Like, 
Yeah, it's coming together. It's 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 always that balance of, you know, well, whatever the client kind of wants as well. Mm-hmm. Some clients really want to want to come in and actually just be able to talk a bit more. And other clients really want to get into kind of practicing something more somatic and and you know, definitely always still using those mindfulness strategies um, and different techniques that the client can take away for their own for their own practice as well so yeah it's always where what the client kind of requires at the time and and there's still that element of building the rapport and meeting them where they're at as to as to what they what they kind of want to do in that session so yeah it's always still a blend yeah Yeah, I love that though I love that you've got a few different areas to work with people's personalities I think that's really important instead of just you know only being able to offer one service which is also amazing you've also got some other things you can add to it and go okay this is going to work for you but it might not work for you like I I love that kind of individual approach and you know like with um you know with any therapy like really the client feeling safe is the key so you always want it to be an invitation you know Mm -hmm. so this is what we could do how do you feel about that what's your kind of you know where are you wanting to go it's always about empowering them to take up that space so yeah so tapping is a wonderful element that I've really enjoyed bringing into the mix um really powerful but obviously always yeah wherever the client wants to go on that day so yeah. yeah and you sort of mentioned about um sort of around trauma therapy and things like that is that something you specialize in or is there an area that you're focusing yeah. on um well, I guess, you know, as a therapist, you've really got to be, you know, you've got to be trained in, in that area because so much of what clients are bringing in will be linked back to traumatic experiences at some time, you know, an accumulation of, of particular events in childhood or, you know, a specific event. Um, you really need to you need to be well versed if you're going to be working in this space with people. So I don't call myself a trauma specialist, but I'm you know I've, I've definitely done a lot of training in that area, and um, really with a, a lot of focus on um, understanding the nervous system and mm-hmm. how the body um, how the body you know holds trauma and um I guess when we say the nervous system like those different responses of fight flight fleas fawn and understanding Mm. understanding all of that that comes into the work with people because you really need to you need to be aware of that to be what's referred to as trauma informed um so that you're doing doing no harm you know working working with where the clients at in that sense as well and that's what really working with trauma is about I suppose yeah 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 and that would be I think seen a lot these days with that fight or flight and our bodies I think in our society at the moment is constantly in that mode of like sort of up the anxieties up um, I know myself I feel more anxious in these times with everything going on so um and you work with clients yeah. to try and get different techniques and that's where everything would come into play like your tapping and kinesiology and things like that yeah totally but no that's that's so true like I, yeah it's it's interesting you know what's going on at the moment not even just with COVID but but worldwide what's happening and mm. there'll be a lot of people yeah carrying more stress and um yeah what what do we do with that you know a lot of the mm-hmm. time you try and avoid it and and just and just repress it and or, or find other ways of coping um yeah so I think more than ever we do need strategies don't we you know yeah. to manage manage what in our lives yeah yeah and um so I, I think I would talk a little bit about tapping if that's okay because I've just sort of been seeing like it's sort of popping up recently 
I've heard of it before in the past, um, but now I'm kind of, I even had a client the other day talk to me about it when I was telling her a story about how I was feeling that day. I was a bit anxious and she's turned around and said, oh, have you looked into tapping? It's like, oh my gosh, like it just sort of seems to be coming into my life a little bit. (laughs) It's a sign maybe. Yeah, Yeah, maybe, um, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I've sort of, yeah. So tell me, tell me a little bit about that and um, perhaps what made you get into that and what, yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, it, it is getting more traction um, mm-hmm. at the moment. And, and if, you look, if you look back at uh, how theories kind of evolve and come into the, to the public kind of sphere, there is this average, they say, of about 17 to 18 years. Mm-hmm. Whilst, you know, something's being researched um, and, and gathering evidence, it, it will take about 17 to 18 years for it to reach the public. Um, wow. So that's where it's wow. now. So there, um, the lead kind of, the lead really world researcher for um, for tapping, which she refers to as evidence-based EFT, so EVFT, that's kind of the different sphere that's got the research behind it. Okay. She's Australian. She's in Queensland and her name's Peter Stapleton and she's been doing this for about 18 years. Wow. So the fact that it's popping up everywhere now for you kind of goes, there's the theory, there you know, you there's the... Wow, isn't yeah, that interesting? That's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how they say it works. So even I think it's actually in September, the Australian Psychology Association have invited her in to speak and they've written a couple of public uh, publications around it recently. So, uh, you know, it's, it's getting to that recognition point where it'll be you know in the sphere of the evidence-based world just like um yeah um you know emdr and and things that have become gotten more traction of late so so yeah so she's been she kind of came into it um really organically as well and you know noticing starting using it with clients and noticing um impact so the original research that the because she was a health psychologist and she was working with um, eating disorders. So okay. she brought it into that. And that's where um, she really, yeah, initially noticed the difference. And, and, and that's, you know, why the, um, that's an interest of mine. But, yeah, the, the, real, the work originally was in eating disorders and food cravings. And, um, yeah, they noticed results with that. And then it's kind of gone into different um, spheres of research with the most recent papers being more around chronic pain okay. um, and the impact it's having there. Um, but, um, yeah, also with anxiety and depression and PTSD and things they're focused on. So um, it came from what was called thought thought field therapy um which was developed by a man named roger callahan and he was actually a kinesiologist so when i kind of doing the study and i learned this i think from that light bulb was like you know there's yeah that all that other kind of stuff i'd done earlier through my 20s was was relevant as well but um yeah, so I was just interested straight away because it, it is, um, you know, tapping on the end meridian points of the Chinese meridian system. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, really interestingly too, actually, I was hearing through through this, this study that there was a study, a Korean study done last year where they put dye into the meridian system were able to identify it as an actual physical system so it's kind of gone beyond being an energetic system to an actual like it's obviously so minute but they were able to 
to to photograph it, you know, with technology these days. Um, Amazing. To see that it actually transport, transport fluid. Um, and what they notice is that the fluid, the dye, whatever, congregated around points that were, you know, recognised as acupuncture points. Okay. So it has really given it that that new depth of like, okay, this is not just an energetic system that the Chinese, you know, Chinese medicine's been using. So that, um, yeah, that's where you're kind of tapping on the end of these specific meridian points. And, mm-hmm. and so the, the research has been done on, you know, on certain points around the face and the body. But yeah. it obviously, you know, if you once you're a practitioner, that can open up and you can use different points if you've got more knowledge too. But um, yeah, so it taps on these on the end of these meridian points as you bring forth aspects of whatever's kind of going on for you. So I mean, okay. you can go more into depth with that if you want, but that's kind of the idea. And a lot of the research has shown that it reduces the you know stress hormones um, yeah. being released around that particular issue um, yeah. and calm the system so what previously was like a trigger or an intense response for you um reduces to being not not a trigger not an intense response and therefore once you've kind of consolidated or rewired the the intensity of the response for whatever reason um behavior can shift okay wow pretty amazing right yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I can go into a bit more like about how it works but yeah I just thought I'd, I'd give you a chance to sit with that for a minute <laughs> yeah no yeah, I am I am absolutely and it's just um in regards to say um so kinesiology works with points as well is that right like it works with pressure points in the body a little bit or is it, it can do yeah it can do yeah. and yeah you would say with tapping is this something that's um a client would be able to walk away and go home and go, okay, I'm feeling a little bit stressed or stressed or something's triggered me. They can do that themselves. They can do those, find those points themselves. Or is it something that you need to be with you in a session for or yeah no that and that's something really great about tapping is that you can go away and do it do it yourself once you learn once you learn a bit about how to do that, yeah, that's something that you can bring into any situation. Like, for example, after you've just, you know, had, had a fight with your partner or been, you know, been triggered by something your partner's done yeah. and you're really wanting to get to a calmer place to come and talk about it, yeah. you know, <laughs> you can take it off and, and do a little bit of tapping. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I don't know why that, uh, that example came to mind, but... Yeah, like <laughs> relatable. <laughs> um, and the really, <laughs> the really interesting thing, actually, I was I was just reading too that you know the yeah recent study about the chronic in the chronic pain research that they've been able to do brain scans about how it's changing neural pathways using EFT tapping. So you know the really beautiful thing that that I've noticed happens is that you'll focus on this particular thing and like, yep, that's the issue. Blah, 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 blah. You, and you do your tapping about it. And what I notice with most people, they say, oh, it's actually not that anymore. It's this. Okay. So you actually, because you're um, reducing the stress levels 
in your system and, and you're kind of reshifting some wiring, it allows those parts of your brain that can give you a wider perspective, um, you know, kind of a different perspective on things to come forth. So you get new insights about the issue, but then that's also leading you to another aspect of the issue. So it kind of like, you know, like going the layers of the young in. So breaking so, things down, isn't it? Yeah. And you go, actually, it's not this, it's actually about that. Okay, let's let's go there. And so it's the it's the insight that is really beneficial in, in the process. So thinking about that example, you're like, I'm really angry with my husband about this. Yeah. And then you do the tapping and you're actually able to see, oh no, it's actually because I'm feeling a bit hurt about this. And you end yeah. up having a more genuine conversation if if that kind of makes sense. But yeah, I see that all the time. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Sure is. And the fact that it can be used, I suppose, not just for one area. So you've, you've mentioned sort of with food, like food base. Um, and so I'm, um, I myself are pregnant. I'm pregnant at the moment, six months pregnant. And um, I, I feel like probably my anxiety is probably heightened in this stage. You've, you've got lots more to think about. Um, and then there's obviously that postpartum stage. So maybe... Would you mind touching on some food things first? And then if there's anyone listening that's pregnant or postpartum, how perhaps that could be helpful as well? Yeah, yeah. So I'll mention I'll mention one thing first that is mm-hmm. um, kind of to this work is that um, being specific when you're exploring what the issue is is really the key to, okay. to create that, that transformation. So um, in relation to food, um, what what we start out with is maybe like exploring, you know, what is the a food that you're that you're kind of going back to, and mm-hmm. you you kind of bring forth a memory of a time that you had it. So you might actually you know have it in that session, or you might recall a time when you might have you know binged on that food or something like that so accessing the memory of it is uh, the specifics around around that is really where the key where the key element is so yeah yeah, you might okay you know like last week I I went and ate I don't know this is maybe something I did in my 20s but a whole Sara Lee chocolate cake you know for example um and then okay let's go back to that time what was happening and and what what you uncover is the experiences at each point so when you kind of you know you knew you wanted to go and have that that chocolate cake what were you noticing what was happening I just had this happen or or um yeah I was I was feeling stressed okay what is that you know and so you you kind of break that's part of um going through the process is tapping on each aspect and recalling the intensity of that like you know when you think about that or when you feel that in your body give me a number from zero to ten how intense is that oh it's only a six okay so we tap on that and that gets down to a three okay let's move on what was happening next and um yeah so and what you find is that um throughout the process like I was saying the insights that come to mind or the memories so you might be tapping you know we get to the third point you're tapping around that and so you'll say to the client, you know, what's coming up? And they'll say, oh, I just had this memory of a time that I was blah, blah, blah. So there's uh-huh. a link, there's a neural link to when you were eating that to a different experience. And then so we just follow that lead and kind of, yeah. So yeah, right. I guess the idea is that it can it can uncover what's maybe lying underneath the, the uh-huh. need to kind of 
play out that behavior and yeah that, that could be a range of things sometimes there's you know um some common themes mm-hmm. that, that do come up what might be you know um suppressing something something you can't express um some part of yourself you can't express or yeah feeling ashamed you know that'll all mm-hmm. be involved so you just have to unpack those things as you go but um yeah accessing the memory is the key is the key kind of part of it yeah, and do you find that um it's it's becoming quite a common theme around food and having sort of like that emotional eating or um, the binge eating things like that. Do you find that's more prevalent these days, or is it um, sort of always? Um, I think it's always been there. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. I, mean, I, I guess like we we're saying with the times of stress, I'm sure there's people you know like in lockdown. Mm. Wouldn't that have too you know we're all stuck in our homes and um yeah not being able to go too far you're probably going to go to the fridge in the cupboard a bit more as a response to yeah to cope and that would be perfectly reasonable but I guess there comes a time where maybe that doesn't work for you anymore or um could have gone into some old habits of doing that and and now you're hoping to kind of shift that a bit more Mm -hmm. um yeah, so, you know, I don't know if it's any more prevalent, but I guess um, with the diet industry being, um, you know, pretty prolific, yeah, you've you've done a lot of this um, research and a big part of that. And interestingly, you've probably heard this before, I heard this a little while ago that only 5% of, you know, there's a success in, in the diet world. In the diet and, world. And it's not a high it's not yeah yeah it's not and it's yeah. not something that's spoken about because you know there's not big money behind it like the big companies that promote the diets and things like that it's it's unbelievable right yeah for an industry that can continue to yeah to be selling products <laughs> to do what they do <laughs> Yeah. yeah, totally. So yeah. I suppose I feel passionate about like, you know, meeting at that point mm. um, and offering a deeper exploration that's not using just willpower to, um, you know, and, and shame to to elicit change, but to, um, yeah, to really bring in a different approach. So I suppose that that aspect really interests me. And I guess something I haven't mentioned is part of using the, the tapping process is um, you use a setup statement. So okay. even, you know, whatever, you, whatever you're focused on. So even though I ate the whole Sara Lee chocolate cake, I deeply and completely love and accept myself is a general phrase. You can mix that up a bit, but it's mm-hmm. it's always around acceptance. So yeah. you're bringing alongside the intensity of what you've what you were experiencing or what you've done, and alongside this aspect of of acceptance. And mm-hmm. some people really struggle with that. So yeah. you go and say, you know, I deeply and completely love and accept myself, and they go, Oh no, 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 I can't say that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> so you say, okay, um, I'm open to accepting myself or I'm learning to accept myself or I accept this is what I did. I accept this is how I feel. So I guess I feel like that's a different offering to bring to that food space than, you know, willpower and shame and, and guilt and, you know, oh, you didn't do it again, just keep trying. That, that, I know, it's yeah. not going to happen, right? That willpower is not always going to be there. I speak about that a lot and it comes down to um, 
knowing that like it's okay like if like it's not always going to be like willpower is not going to drive you motivation is not always going to be there but if you're consistent and you show up and you know you've got different tools in place to help you through that sort of um that area of your life then it'll be okay but it's a really hard thing to understand when you kind of live in a world where you want things quick you want it sort of done and all of that but there's got to be time and you've got to be gentle and um I think body acceptance is a really a really big thing at the moment and I've yeah it's for me it's like I'm not every day I'm going to love my body like I heard this the other day it was like it's someone saying to someone just love yourself is really difficult because if you've if they've got someone who's like suffers from depression or anxiety saying to them just be happy like I mean it sounds silly right so to say to someone who's having body struggles just you know just love yourself is really quite tricky. Yeah. But acceptance and body acceptance, yeah. thinking about it from a different angle is what helped me. Like not every day I'm going to love my body, but I accept yeah. this is me and this is what I'm doing. Like it's it's a, I mean, they sound similar, but for me that's what sort of stops me from thinking like, oh, every day I've just got to love myself and like, you know, it'll be okay. But it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's that positivity um you know and I think you kind of bypass the actual underlying thing but and I I think you know you're touching on what what I I guess you know part of like the psychology world has really led into is this more compassion-based therapy and acceptance-based therapy and really that if you think about the intensity of what you're feeling acceptance is the first step Mm. like that's the first step you can accept then you can open the doorway to to other things and that might lead to I'd you know I get to where I can love my body at times but accepting wherever you're at is mm. really is really a step I think you're onto it mm. yeah yeah it's a tricky one but it's nice to know that there's you know that's the way that the health and wellness industry is slowly slowly starting to go <laughs> like I just I think it's really important to see those changes and to know um that there are different yeah. tools out there like like what you're offering is just someone might go you know what that's that's really going to click with me and that's something that I know um is going to help me where I am yeah yeah and I think you know I think you touch on something like that might be as far as a client gets mm. you know as well yes we talk about unpacking the memories and things but in a session it might just be about acceptance yeah. and we're just tapping around and yeah. I mean that's beautiful I think that's yeah. a, it opens a beautiful way as well like and even just allowing yourself to experience that acceptance that could be yeah. the whole session it's, it's confronting session. yeah it's confronting yeah. but it's it's, it's um yeah. it's it's so helpful <laughs> it's just the going okay I accept this is where that's I'm at it. whether it's in a weight loss journey or whether it's in a fitness journey or where you are working with food or diet it's you know accepting yeah accepting your body yeah yeah that's it and you can you know you can push yourself later but yeah it's like sometimes it's just that yeah Yeah. learning to hold that acceptance and learning to to experience that then you can bring that to yourself at times when you you know behave in ways that you wish you didn't or whatever it is yeah 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 and um if you what would be some sort of some signs that if someone was listening today and gone, um, oh, that sounds like something that I do or that sounds like something that um, 
I'm like perhaps oh that's me. What would be some signs if someone was listening to think this could be beneficial for me or this might be able to fit into my life? Is there anything that would stand out or it's just yeah, I mean, I guess generally tapping's being used in in a whole lot, you know, like a plethora of ways, you know, because it is so um, holistic in its approach to um, to the body. So you're working within meridian points, you're tapping around, you know, any kind of issue. So um, really you could see um, a, a tapping therapist for a whole range of things. I know there's some great couples, couples, um, couples counselling okay. tapping therapists as well. Um, yeah, so, but I guess in that relation to the food issue, if mm. you feel, you know, that you are kind of, um, you know, I mean, yeah, so a clinical eating disorder is obviously a very different thing and that that needs to be, you know, monitored by dietitians and, and, and clinical okay. professionals. But, you know, this could be a side, a side component, but, I, I mm. you know, I do want to know that we're getting some other clinical support as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, just kind of cravings binge eating in ways where you're always going to you know that same kind of food or um you know it is being used for um for uh drinking as well you know if you feel like there's that element to kind of you know just that urge to kind of have more than you wish you should at times but yeah the I guess just being not feeling like you're always in control that there's something kind of driving Mm -hmm. you to your food and it's a bit of a mindless um experience you know before you know it you've kind of gone to that food again and you've eaten you've eaten more than you intended and all happened you know and there's a pattern there I suppose that's the key really is looking when there's a pattern yeah you can see a pattern um playing out there yeah but um did you want me to touch on the pregnancy thing I don't know if you've got time do you want if you've got time if you're happy to like oh yeah absolutely I think what interests me really about yeah working in the pregnancy space is because what we you what we know about stress hormones and and how they can influence fetal development you know so um, there's you know because this particular uh, modality has direct research to reducing the stress levels and reducing the stress hormones um, you know I think can be a beautiful gift to offer that little space for for mum and and bub but um, like you were saying you can start to get a bit anxious about what's going to happen, what could happen. And if you've had previous pregnancies where there has been some complications, mm-hmm. um, that can be really big, can't it? Absolutely. Like, I don't know, you've yeah. had some other pregnancies, but I can't remember what they were like, but, yeah. Yeah. No, I, th- yeah. I think it's just, um, for me, it's the unknown. And I think for a lot of pregnant women as well, like you've got an idea of how you think it might go. Um, and I had, I, for me, I had quite quick labours, which I, you know, on one hand was like, yeah, that's a great, it was kind of over quite quickly. But on the other hand, now I'm like, oh, what if I don't make it to the hospital in time? What if I'm not going to, you know, all these things are coming in here. What if they don't listen to me properly to say, like, I, I am, I am having a baby. Like, how long do I wait? Should I wait longer? So in my head, it's just at least just try and calm down. Like, it'll be okay. But that's kind of where my anxiety because it's the unknown right it's like it's a 20 minute drive to the hospital I'm like oh no (laughs) yeah Yeah. so that's kind of stuff that comes up and it's just part of everything else that's going on as well in your body I suppose 
Well, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, being specific around that that memory. That, okay. So that the the they were really quick last time. So now I'm starting to worry. Like if I don't make it in time. So you could use the tapping around around that. So that the idea would then be um, that when you think about how fast or how you know slow or what's going to happen with this pregnancy that there wouldn't be as much intensity in the anxiety that would be the idea that would be the way that it would kind of work so I guess just like with any pregnancy there's going to be um, anxieties and and different experiences that that arise from that so Yeah. yeah you could kind of do some gentle tapping and and even you know when when the labor starts and you're thinking <laughs> what's happening and stopped you know and you're like fine yeah <laughs> you can have a bath you can go for a walk there's lots of yeah. things available to you obviously, but it yeah. could just be another tool um yeah where where you're kind of you know saying even though I don't know what's happening right now with the pregnancy I'm going to just open to accepting the process as it comes and you know I can feel myself relaxing as I say that like so I guess it does give you a little bit of you know um an an option to to use that at different points of the pregnancy and I know there are people using um tapping for you know post post birth and um particularly traumatic birth as well um it is used in that sphere as well so if there's trauma from from a you know from a birth process you know being able to integrate that and and move through that quicker is something using tapping for I don't I don't specific for that myself but I know there's people out there that do yeah yeah which is so amazing there's been four there's a four-year gap between my youngest and this pregnancy and the amount of um resources available now is just amazing like it's just it used to be really hard to find like a meditation or something to listen to but now it's just like oh I've got this all this choice and it's so beautiful that that's where it's gone because it's like there's so much more support now for mothers I think and I think that's really this is just another level and another um something else that you can add to to that as well which is so nice reassuring (laughs) definitely oh that's nice to feel yeah support yeah through that process felt like so much was about the pregnancy and then you have the baby and you're just out there on your own yeah, yeah. <laughs> see you later yeah <laughs> <laughs> or support now as well after which is something you're offering as well yeah in your work yeah no very important to support the mums <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure. and is there anything else you wanted to add like um I'd love to be able to um at the end as well, make sure you let me know like your socials or if people want to contact you, best contact. But if there's anything else you wanted to add, do you feel? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything I'm holding on to. <laughs> I, think we've, I think we've done well. I think we've covered, covered a bit there for people to listen to and take away from. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's still an introduction. Like I feel there's like, oh, so much more, you know, you could you could learn about it, but there's a basic, I guess, introduction. Um yeah, about how it works. And I guess the the only other point that I would make if people are a little bit confused about um, you know, scientifically how it works, mm-hmm. part of the idea is that when you're bringing forth that memory um, and holding your memory and, you know, there's obviously different neural networks that activate, you know, around that memory. And then whilst you're similar to EMDR, 
um, whilst you're doing the tapping, the working memory is also focusing on something else. So it's changing the relationship to the neural networks of that memory. And that's why that's why then people say, oh, no, no, it's not that, it's this, because it's led them to a different a different aspect wow. of that connection. But um, it's it, it's reducing the intensity, you know, uh, around those neural networks. So, therefore, that's why, you, you know, people tend to say, oh, you know, you'll go back to what they initially were focused on and they'll go, oh, I don't really feel anything around that at all, actually. Wow. That's fine. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so that's how it's kind of working on that that scientific level a bit more yeah. anyway. But um, yeah, if anyone does want to get in contact, I'm still in the process of creating a website. Um, but yeah, I am on Instagram and Facebook on at In Bloom Integrative Therapy. Yep, beautiful. I'll pop all um, I'll pop that in the show notes as well, so they can link straight to it. Um. Email, would you like people to email you or would you prefer, um, yeah. Yep, yep, email's fine, yep, it comes through, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to say it or will you just put it in the show notes? I can pop it in the show notes, that's fine, and then people can just, yeah, yep. go from there if you like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, beautiful, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, great. Well, thank you so much. So lovely to speak with you, Irving. I kind of want to know more about what you're doing as well, but um, I'll have to listen for that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's been awesome thank you so yeah. much Kate. it's been so nice it's been an area that I've been interested in so thank you for coming on and for you know spending your Saturday afternoon with us <laughs> it's lovely it's yeah lovely to connect with you thanks yeah, so much Lisa no worries bye, bye Kate see you that wraps up another episode of the postnatal trainer podcast thanks so much for listening If you've enjoyed the episode, you can always leave a review on Apple or Spotify, which would be much appreciated. And you can also follow along on Instagram at lisamitchellhwf. And to see what I offer, you can head over to my website, which is lisamitchelltraining.com. Again, thanks so much for listening. Catch you next time.